Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the June 30th. It is the last day of June. We are on to July. We're on to the 4th of July weekend. And I know they were letting us down slowly in California. However, they did close the beaches for the weekend. And I expected it, but no one was saying it. And I was waiting for it all day yesterday. And sure enough, we get these alerts on our phones that tell us um, no beaches on the weekend. So it's just Par for the course right now. We have a lot going on. This year is a huge defining year in our time, in our world. And in so many ways, the things that were written, going back to Origins of Truth, which I cannot seem to stop doing. It's been about a year and a half now where I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, because we are about 14 years Let's see now, it was the seven, 13 years ago that it was published, not written, but published. And when I called it a living, breathing organism, I didn't realize how long that organism was going to live. But it's, it's preceded us, it's given us a guide, it's given us a way. And this morning I was thinking about it and I thought, oh my gosh, I, this is just in God's hands. It's not in mine. But whatever needs to happen in our world, it's filtering its way to it somehow. And I know that sounds silly, but it's true. It has to go back to the fork in the road on every issue. And now that one issue comes up, now other issues are coming up, and now other issues are coming up, and you start to see how when one soul is neglected, when one soul isn't fed, when one soul isn't taken care of, we have not done our jobs. The direct quote from the book is, if there is still one soul that is hungry or one soul that is starving, we have not done our jobs. But how that soul was starving, emotionally, physically, mentally, So the shows about manipulation yesterday and today, how to plan your life away from a manipulator, isn't about how to get away. And it's not just about relationships. Because not everybody is in a relationship. Not everybody actually wants to be in a relationship. Relationships are huge. They're saying, I want to share my everyday life. And even though someone may be alone and everyone may assume they want to be in a relationship, they actually don't want to be in one. 
I've talked to many people who said, it's not a time in my life when I can share to that level. So this is not just about relationships. How you interact with mom, how you interact with siblings, how you interact with coworkers, those are all also relationships in which you can be manipulated. There's a lot between parents and children. It starts there, which is why we accept it everywhere else. We don't even know what it is. So how do we plan, and I want to talk about it emotionally, because how to physically get away cannot happen without the emotional support you need from yourself, the permission you need from yourself, the awareness that you need from yourself. Because when a manipulator shows up at your door, You don't even know you are getting sucked in. They are the most attentive in the information stage. Once they believe they have figured out what they needed to figure out, what they needed to see, now their work begins. But by then, you're going, wow, what a nice person. Oh, my God, they asked me all these questions about myself. All they needed to know was how to get in. How to get in. And your job, as we get older, as we get more experienced, as we start realizing that our life isn't actually being run by us, it's the recognition and the realization that I want to talk about. Because that's that moment, that fork in the road when you're like, God, I just want my life back. Like, where did my life just go? And how is this person running it? And that's when the discomfort begins. That's when the discomfort begins. Then the resentment, then you start holding it in and you start lashing out, whether it's to your parents, to your partner. You start doing your own thing. You stop listening, constantly arguing, constantly trying to get someone to see your point, almost as though as you're talking to a wall. In my marriage with my children when I was younger, as a result of not being heard, I tend, and, and even till this day, it's there. I just have to catch it. I repeat myself over and over again. I tell the same story over and over again because I, do, I didn't feel heard. Well, he wasn't listening, but I thought he was, and I couldn't believe that someone wouldn't because I never had the recognition or the realization that I was being manipulated and shaped. But if you're an aware person, you do know something's wrong. You just don't know what it is. You don't have the words to slap over it like manipulator or he's narcissistic or he's just controlling or you don't even see that coming. 
I remember even back then I bought a book on how to deal with difficult people. That was like the biggest revelation of my time in that time. And when he saw the book, he said, you bought that because of me. And I didn't know that that felt powerful to the manipulator because it was like, wow, I'm really getting to her. Let me give her another layer. It's that moment, that recognition, that realization and how to walk away from it. Because one thing we don't know, but we think we know and we think we can do, is change the manipulator. We may change them, but it may be after we leave. It won't be while we are there. And the reason that it won't be while we are there is that the insecurities that they possess are so powerful and so fearful of seeing themselves for who they are that they have to put their energy into controlling others to feel like they have something. I can say they only because I know I'm not a manipulator. I know that that's not something I need to function. But what it did do to me, knowing that I'm not a manipulator, even though I never thought of it as being one or not, is that I was easy bait. The weirdest part is, and that's why I said this is not just relationships. The weirdest part is when you run into a person of the same sex who's manipulating They're not manipulating you. They're just a manipulator because that's when you can see it more clearly because women tend to know themselves, men tend to know themselves. So when they see something off, they're like, hey, that person's trying to manipulate me. We're not under the the umbrella of curiosity or believing we love them or believing we care about them or believing we can change them. We're just like, wow, did they just try to dot, dot, dot. And yes, they did. They'll ask you a ton of questions. They want to establish. They don't give much away of themselves, but they will ask you questions. What about this? What about that? They fact check. They want to see if you tell the truth or not. They want to see if you're accurate or not. They want to see if you're willing or not. And then they know how to use you against yourself without you thinking you're against yourself, you believe you're doing it to make a great friendship, to make a great relationship, to make a great work environment. And then deeper inside, there's another layer. You're like, hmm, I think there's a wheel missing off this car, but um, which one is it? Let me try. Let me try the front wheel. No, let me try the other side. Let me try the back wheel. Let me try the other side. That's not it. What if it's the gas tank and and now you're breaking apart the whole car trying to find that instinctive feeling you feel that you know that your life, something in your world is not safe. 
the truth tends to be a little bit weird, like a little bit elusive, like it's not really there, but maybe, well, there's a shred of truth in what they said, but then when they give you an explanation, you're like, wow, how did they get that out of this? And who even thinks of it that much? Well, they do. They're not bad people. They are insecure people from a very early, early point in life where their needs have not been met. So the way that they can meet their needs to feel powerful, to feel in control, not just controlling of you because they're going to control anybody who's in their environment. But in control of you if you give it permission, if you give the manipulation permission. Forget that it's in a person right now, but you're giving manipulation permission. Like, you know, you could do that better, and then you try to do it better, and you're like, hey, look what I've done. And they're like, oh, yeah, no big deal, after you've done that for them, in quotes. It is, you know, when they say someone can eat all day and they literally have a bottomless pit, That's what it's like when you're dealing with a manipulator. They are never, ever happy with what you're doing for them because that is the way that they can control you, not only manipulate your view of how you should see yourself or manipulate your view of how you can get this little crumb of love from them where they reward you for listening. Because they never fully reward you. Wow, great job. But, you know, you could have done it this way. It would have been easier. Even though they did none of the work, you've been slaving over it. Good job. However, they don't say however they'll go but. But you could have done it easier. You could have done it faster. Could have done it cheaper. There's always a but, a back end. And so what happens in your brain when the manipulator says that is you're like, oh, next time I'm going to check prices and I'm going to get it cheaper. Oh, next time I'm going to make sure I put more time in each day and I'm going to get it done faster. In your brain, you are trying to please that manipulator so that the next time you do something, that manipulator has nothing they can catch you on. That's when they know they have you. And if you're there long enough, because sometimes people realize, oh my gosh, I'm in a toxic situation. And a lot of times, if you're younger and you get in a place like that, you you find yourself questioning yourself, not them. Like, why is this weird? Why why doesn't this feel good? Why do I feel like I'm never doing anything right? Did I feel that way before? Well, yeah, I might have felt like I never did anything right. But, wow, if they're noticing it, I must have been right. I'm never doing anything right. And those internal conversations of now them breaking us down and us accepting it and justifying it because we did have certain feelings 
that we could have easily grown through as we matured and experienced more and started to build a trust in our decision-making process. This takes the distrust and puts it on steroids and says, yeah, see, I was right. I never could do that right. Yes, I was right. I never, I never make it on time. Yes, it was right. And all of a sudden, you have all these labels. You're always late. You're always messy. You're always too fast. You're always sleepy. You're always this. You know, it's, there is no end. Even in pregnancy, like when I was pregnant, my manipulator, instead of having empathy, for me when I was throwing up uncontrollably, angry at me for throwing up. He made fun of me for throwing up. He tried to embarrass me for throwing up. And if we were around people and I would say, hey, you know what, I'll be back, I, I have to run to the to the restroom and throw up, He'd say, oh, look at her. She's going to go throw up as though she was the first person who ever had a baby. That's how they talk. And they think that they are so high above you that everyone else will agree with them because meek are are blind. They are blind to how they are perceived because they have to live in that false persona that looks like it's a tad above and bigger than the people they're manipulating and what they've done, which without realizing it, was embarrass themselves, tell on themselves that they have no empathy for anybody, not even the mother of their children. I met a woman who is a manipulator, actually very good one. However, like every manipulator, as life goes on, family may be there because they're family, but friends turn over on a regular basis. And if the manipulator stays married to the person they are manipulating, the two of them will find themselves alone over time where no one can, no one wants to play. Because it's easier to see when we are not involved. So how do you plan away from being manipulated? Well, once you recognize and you have that realization, that means that you have learned the lesson that this human being, this soul, was here to teach you. You cannot learn for them. You can hope that through them constantly losing people, they will say, what if it's me? I've had somebody say that to me. They really, really didn't know which is why I have so much compassion for the manipulator. But I do not participate. 
only because I, I already can see it. When I couldn't see it, I was a great participator. I was like the best thing since sliced bread for them, for him. And every time I'd meet one, I'd be like, I'd love that new moment when they'd meet you because that's when they were so interested. And I just thought everybody was that way. Also felt like I was always replaceable to a manipulator, and that ended up being true. And that was before I even used the word manipulation. That's why I say they plug you in. They don't care who you are. They don't care what they take away from your life. All they care about is knowing who you are, using you against yourself, and as long as they can do that, they know that they've got you, and the minute you start fighting bad back, you're going to be in trouble. Sometimes you are in trouble before you fight back, but you don't know that because you think you're in love, fighting for love in your relationship, and they're just fighting to control anybody. And also, the manipulator in public is charming, beautiful, dressed right. You know, everything is right. Education is right. Job is right. You know, their self-worth is right. But behind closed doors, when the lights are out, so are they. They shine when the lights are on, and they dim when the lights are off, because now they're left to deal with themselves, which they do not like. We are all part of a learning pool, and when they come and they land on this earth, their job, they've chosen to grow other souls, and that's where the catalysts come in, the pure catalysts. I'm a catalyst in one way because I want to help people. And they're in a catalyst in another way. They are also helping people, but they're helping people self-discover. I'm also helping people self-discover, but the way I'm coming in doesn't need anything back. I don't need the satisfaction of controlling another soul to do it because I'm not coming from a base of insecurity. We all have certain insecurities, but mine isn't something I need from other people. I don't need my kids to do everything I say. I don't need my partner to do everything I say. I don't need my friends to listen to me or else. But because I understand that, and because I was great prey for a manipulator, now I hear that language differently. My ear is fine-tuned to it, and I want to talk about it because it's one of the most common things people come to me when they say something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. And I don't just come out and say, oh, well, you're with a manipulator. I say, why? What is it you're feeling? Give me examples of what you mean by that. All I want to do is if I never see that person again, leave them with at least the recognition or the realization of what they are dealing with. That is the first step in planning your life away from from a manipulator 
if you so choose. If you so choose. I know people who have chosen to stay. Once in a while, I'll get a call and they'll say, I still want to leave. I just don't know how. I know someone who've said it for the last five years of their life. But they're there. They've made a choice that it's harder to leave than to stay. They've learned to tune out certain things. They would rather be with them than be alone and try again in life. There's many, many reasons why. There isn't a right or wrong answer. It's what you feel about how you want to live your life. It's a choice at this point. Once the realization and the recognition come to fruition, it is choice. Planning our lives away from a manipulator is a choice. Sometimes it's easier for some people to allow another person to call the shots. Just to tell you what to do every day. Tell you who you are. Tell you what to wear. Shape you. And are you too heavy or not? I know one partner who decided to himself that his partner was too heavy, even though she was barely overweight. Barely! And in front of other people at dinner, literally picked up her plate and said, you've had enough. Didn't even feel embarrassed. Didn't even feel weird. She did. And she was embarrassed and she felt weird. But the person who did it didn't. I've had women come to me Two separate women who have two beautiful daughters, absolutely stunning daughters. And instead of being happy that those are their children, they were upset because in their brain they perceived that their daughter was more beautiful than they were or are. One asked me if it was okay to hate her daughter. I cannot tell you how shocked I was sitting there, and that was the last lunch we ever had together. And that was over 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So as life goes on, I see just because I'm here and I know them, the life of the daughter. Because the daughter knows that, whether it's been verbalized or not, which I'm sure if, if the mother's verbalizing it to me, a friend, imagine what was verbalized to the daughter. Another one, a comment on Facebook. Daughter's doing something and she's like, wow, I never thought I'd have a daughter who looked better than I do. 
And it wasn't like a compliment. And you hear this and you say, wow, how has this person that this is being said about reconciled a relationship with their manipulator? One is floundering, moved out of state, got away, had problems with substance abuse. One, 10 years after all her friends finished college and started life, just started college, just didn't feel like everyone else. There is the realization is the first step in getting away, in planning your life away, not getting away like, oh, I'm never going to see you again, but limiting because the realization can say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to involve this to this level in my life. That recognition is the key. I can't believe today's show is done. I can talk about this for another week. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Have a great Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.